Montgomery and Stewart Funeral Directors are proud to be independent, just like you. They're owned and operated by lifetime Puebloans, not by any of the giant funeral home chains. This means they only answer to the families they serve, not to outside stockholders. Your independence allows you to select which funeral home you will call at the time of need or when considering a pre-need plan. That same independence allows you to choose a local funeral home where you know your wishes will be followed to the letter. Since 1922, they've worked hard to make a positive difference in the Pueblo community by providing service and care for families of all faiths and ethnic origins. Please call them today. They never use high-pressure sales tactics and will be happy to answer your questions and discuss your options at your convenience at their funeral home or in the privacy of your home. Call Montgomery and Stewart Funeral Directors today, 719-542-1552. Montgomery and Stewart Funeral Directors in downtown Pueblo. I'm Dave Moore, and this is Pueblo's Podcast. My guest today is Scott Stoller, manager of the Colorado State Fair. Hey, Scott, how are you? Good, good. Thank you for having me on again. Um, uh, hopefully a more positive outlook this year than we had last year, but uh, you know, I guess we'll stay tuned and see, see what happens with public health here over the next month. Right, yeah, we'll keep our fingers crossed that uh, this year's fair is much different than last year's fair. How would you say the, the two fairs are going to compare, assuming that we're um, back and open and, and back, sort of back to normal this year? Uh, so uh, the one thing that will be the same is we're going to be hyper-focused on what the state public health folks are saying and what the Pueblo County, or I guess Pueblo uh, public health folks are saying to make sure that we're um, you know following all the latest protocols as to how we can operate uh, in the safest manner possible. Uh, so that's going to be the common uh, commonality. Um, as of right now, and today's the last day of July, um, things are allowed to go forward with no gathering restrictions, um, but we're also not naive to the fact that uh, the Delta variant is out there, and uh, that probably will have some effect on what the fair looks like, but um, we think we're going to be able to do a lot more with on-site gatherings, and we're planning for that uh, for this year's fair, oh, uh, to, to have the rodeos and the concerts um the, um, but like I said, we'll, we'll pay very much attention to, to the health protocols. And if something changes and it doesn't work for people that have bought, bought passes, we'll definitely take care of those folks and get them all their money back. Sure. Um, if we cancel or if there's a change that people just don't, don't like, um, you know, we'll definitely make sure people aren't stuck with the ticket. That's not the experience that they expect. Right, right. Well, we're hoping that everything uh, will be back to normal. And it sounds like, at least at this point, that the especially the outdoor uh, events and gatherings and walking around the fair and having that funnel cake is uh, is probably going to be doable without a problem. Yeah, as of today, everything's doable. Our indoor concerts, our outdoor concerts, um, no restrictions. But like I said, um, that's you know potentially something that would change and we'll definitely be uh, accommodate whatever whatever changes are, are in the, the state uh, protocols. But, yeah, we're pretty excited. I mean, the State Fair is an event that people have uh, kind of learned to love, and it's part of uh, you know people's nostalgia and history and tradition. And uh, we're hoping this year we're able to, um, you know, kind of add to that tradition in more of a normal fashion. Last year, people came out in droves to support us in our, our reimagined version of the fair, but mm-hmm. uh, hopefully this year we're able to, have the carnival rides and the concerts and the rodeo uh, and more food offerings and 
Uh, we'll still have the, the competitions no matter what. We proved that last year with 4-H and FFA. We, we were able to do a majority of all those activities. So okay. hopefully people this year will be able to be in person to watch those. But uh, once again, we'll live stream those activities uh, for those that just don't feel safe coming out uh, this summer. Oh, okay. Oh, that's important to know. Very good. Okay. So, of course, people want to know, give us the State Fair lineup. And oh, it's a good one. <laughs> we're, 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 looking, we're looking forward to it. I know uh, most of the performers were scheduled last year, and we're good enough to uh, rebook this year. So tell, tell us what the lineup yeah. looks like. Well, and I'll start by saying uh, because of COVID, we looked outdoors a little bit more this year. So we have um, normally on Sunday, the first weekend of the fair, it's just the rodeo. And we have a concert on that day, and I'll get back to the concerts in a second. Sure. But we also, on Wednesday of fair, we added a, a bronc riding event that's uh, called Duke of the Shoots X-Bronx. And it will be the, the top uh, riders in the world from PRCA uh, competing on the top bronx. Uh, and this will be part of our pay one price. So you buy a ticket to get on the fair, and you'll get to see that show. It's a, it's a new thing. We haven't done a Wednesday rodeo in a few years. Okay. And then on Labor, Labor Day, we're going to have a tractor pull. Um, so... We'll have 10, 10 nights of activities in the grandstand, uh, which is two more two more days of activities. So um, we're built for outdoor uh, spectatorship. And I'll, I'll hit you with the lineup now. We uh, Opening night, uh, and I'll say this, the first four, first five days of fair, um, actually, I think the first four days, I should correct myself, for PRCA. Uh, and three of those days have concerts. The first night being uh, Casey Donahue, um, which is similar to what we did. Uh, historically, uh, on Saturday, the second night, we have Dustin Lynch, which is a much bigger name uh, than we've done with the rodeo in recent history. And then on uh, Sunday, we're doing uh, a couple hours earlier. We're going to have the rodeo, and then we're doing a '90s throwback with uh, with Diamond Rio, which uh, all three of those concerts are performing really well on ticket sales. Oh, very and then, good. Uh, Monday is PRCA, and for those that are looking for rodeo without concert, it's a huge value. Um, you buy in advance it's eleven dollars for rodeo and admission to the fair uh day of it's five dollars plus admission which comes out to about seventeen dollars and then uh tuesday we have a ranch rodeo which is uh, a really good deal it's two dollars to get into the fair and two dollars to watch the rodeo uh, i shared with you on wednesday and then uh friday is monster truck show uh saturday will be our demolition derby and then uh, one of our most popular events will be on sunday that's the celebration de los charros uh featuring uh, El Flaco, and this is uh, the highlight, or the uh, I guess not the highlight, but the the um, kind of the main event of uh, Fiesta Day. And then, like I said, we have the tractor pull on Labor Day. Tractor uh, and pull, we, and those aren't yeah, the, those aren't your grandfather's but, tractors. Most of them. Uh some of them are. Some uh, of them then are. They get in, then they get into the. Uh, <laughs> the I would say uh, for those of you that remember uh, Tim, the the, the Toolman Taylor, uh, those type of engines kind of get in there where they. You know, get a little bigger, little bigger motors in them, and uh, maybe you're doing a little more than the tractor needs to do. Uh, but definitely pretty cool to watch. Uh, oh, some absolutely! Big horsepower uh, tractors come out. Um, we also uh, in the event center, the Southwest Motors Event Center. We we do have concerts in there, um, and those are our biggest concerts. We have uh, George Thorogood and the Destroyers, um, John Party, uh, Nelly. And then the lottery has a promotion where if you buy twenty dollars worth of Powerball tickets or similar type of contests, you get a free ticket to the fair and you can see Loverboy on on that Sunday. So, wow! And I'll say this: I don't know if it's the lineup or people wanting to get out and do stuff, but this year's um, ticket sales are going tremendously. Uh, we're seeing a lot more interest uh, in people buying tickets this year, and 
uh, hopefully that trend continues uh, all the way up to fair time. Well, the the concert lineup certainly looks like you have all the bases covered, no matter what kind of music you like. Uh, we, yeah, we got a few few different genres in there, and uh, you know the state fair is uh, something that uh, it should be for everybody from Colorado, and we're trying to uh, really focus on what's working, and you know follow up with stuff that works, and if it doesn't work, we'll tweak each year, and you know try to have offerings that that people uh, want to see at the fair every year. Okay. And are there some uh, new uh, events or new uh, features or attractions that uh, we might not have seen for a while or ever before? Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, we are bringing back uh, the most popular one from 2019, which was the 110-foot the high dive show. Uh, so kind of new if you haven't seen it. I don't think it's been here before that. Uh, and then uh, uh, some of the other family fun attractions we have this year. Uh, we have duck races, which uh, I'm not going to explain it because I feel like you got to come out to see what a duck race is. Oh, sure. Uh, the, <laughs> that, 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 the onus is on the individual to learn more about a duck race. Hopefully the title entices people to come see how that works. Uh, and then uh, next year is our 150th uh, fair, so we're going to do a giant mural uh, kind of as a kickoff, and that's going to be during fair. We're going to have the mural um, being uh, basically um, – completed during the fair with certain hours where people can watch the muralist um, do the the nod to next year to kind of kick off the 150th fair. Uh, and then uh, there's a, a lot of other stuff that's really cool, and I, I would steer people to our website to, to look through all the different um, activities. But one last cool thing that we're doing this year, uh, we, we were able to partner with Colorado Tourism, and we're building out a permanent exhibit on the fairgrounds that uh, has information about all the different tourism regions. There's eight of them in Colorado and more information uh, interactive with your cell phone. There'll be QR codes so you can uh, kind of ping into the, the area that you're more interested in, and it will drive you right to uh, a page that has just a ton of information um, so people can get out there and experience Colorado. Oh, very good. And, of course, you'll have uh, the carnival rides for all uh, uh, all 10 days, yep. right? Yeah, Crabtree Amusements is coming back, and uh, they'll, yep, for the for the run of the fair, um you know, we're, we're planning to have the, the largest carnival in the Rocky Mountains, as, as we traditionally do. Uh, and uh, the tickets are actually on our website now. I would uh, the Mega Pass is the uh, the perfect item for the carnival enthusiasts. It's I think it's one hundred and forty dollars, and it's good for admission to the fair every day for one person, and also unlimited rides uh, for for the entire run of the fair. So for the super uh, carnival fan, I, I encourage people to look for those mega passes. Oh, that is great! And give us the uh, the website so everyone knows where to go. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, real simple. It's coloradostatefair.com. That's perfect. Oh man, this this is sounds so exciting. And I know last year you guys did you know what you could with you know facing COVID nineteen and and how was the year between the fairs? How was the year off? And I know some events were held at the at the fairgrounds, but how how did you guys make it through okay? Um, so we made some hard decisions. You know, we, we really trimmed down going into summer last year for 2020. Uh, and I'll say this, that staff, um, and I would say it was basically just the full-time employees. We, we didn't have many part-time employees as we normally do. Um, really did a huge lift to put forward um, the, the fair that people saw last year and, and really touched on the mission, you know, doing – all the 4-H and FFA competitions that we could do in person, uh, putting forward uh, some traditional items to keep the spirit alive with the drive through fair food, the slopper mm-hmm. contest, which I forgot to mention that the slopper contest is obviously 
one of our future events. We'll have that again this year. Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> and who well, gets I, to clean that up? <laughs> uh, my my staff uh, gets to clean it up, and they're always. Uh, it's a very humorous thing to clean up because it is quite the mess. Oh, <laughs> and, so, and, uh, and I will point this out. Uh, we did the we, we live streamed the show last year because we couldn't have on-site participants. And the top five finishers in the 2020 Colorado State Fair World Slop Reading Championship happened to also be the top five finishers in the 2021 Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. So uh, we had quite the competition last year, and uh, we expect several of those folks to return this year. Uh, to try and beat the world record that was set, which I believe was 37 and a half quarter pound sloppers in oh. eight minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so for those at home <laughs> that think they can run with that, uh, go to our website and figure out, uh, how, how does, how to work your way through the vetting process to be part of the, uh, top 10 competitors to, to go forward to, to try and uh, break that record. And Joey Chestnut, I think, was in the top five, right? Yeah. So Joey Chestnut got second at our competition. Um, and, uh, uh, Jeffrey Esper is the one who actually beat him. Okay. Um, and, and yeah, so it's, uh, we're, 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 uh, still working on the lineup, but, uh, we're pretty confident we're going to have, uh, three to four of the top five folks back that were, were here last year. Um, so it should be another good competition. Oh, very good. And what day is that? Uh, that is on the Saturday before Labor Day. And let me think real quick. That would be the 4th of September. Okay. Uh, is the date of that. All right. That's that sounds so exciting. So, talk about the uh, the 4-H events and and what's going on with the livestock side of things. Oh uh, yeah, so uh, we'll uh, continue to have, especially that first weekend. That's the, probably the more high profile 4-H and FFA uh, activities. That's the junior livestock uh, market animal shows, uh, which culminates into the junior livestock sale on Tuesday, August thirty first. And this is where the the best of the best uh, across the state come and compete. Uh, with their, t- their top, uh, market animals. And, um, typically the champions usually sell really well in the auction. Uh, I think our steer last year sold for $50,000, uh, which really helps out those young kids that, you know, they, they put a lot into these projects. Oh, they uh, do. So much responsibility that's learned from raising an animal. Um, you know, you can't just ignore them for three days. I mean, you know, uh, twice a day plus a few times in between, you gotta make sure that you're, um, you know, taking your due diligence and the care and custody of those animals. Uh, there's budgeting that's learned. There's a lot of life lessons that come to that program. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the fruit is, or the cherry on top of the Sunday is the livestock uh, show and sale. And, uh, some, you know, the kids that do extremely well end up with um, what I would call a nice war chest to, to tackle college. You know, it really helps out with their their scholastic goals and, you know, kind of moving from being young adults into the, into the adult world uh, to, to help them kind of get a good foot forward and, you know, into our society. Yeah, what a great program that is. And the livestock sale always generates so many, so many sales for the kids. And they put in such hard work for the, for the years that they've been doing that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I actually, that's how I found my interest for the bird. I used to show when I was a youth myself. And, uh, really? No, very yeah, nice. That's, uh, I, I like to say I came to the barns to become a fair manager. Uh, <laughs> not everybody goes to the barns to do what I do, but uh, I'm, I'm one of them. That's so, true. Well, that's that gives you a good background. Yeah, well, and it makes me really appreciate the program. And um, last year really drove um, my vision for making sure that we can do as much as we could to host those activities uh, on site. All right. Any other uh, livestock events or horse shows that we need to know about during oh, the yeah. week? Oh, uh, yeah. So we'll have uh, 11 days of uh, horse shows. 
Uh, and we always have, you know, top top events in the open division, and then we also do have the 4-H horse show. Uh, there is open uh, livestock shows, too. Uh, the second weekend of the fair is when we get the exotic or the, the heritage breeds with the Watusis that have the gigantic horns. Right. Uh, this year we're going to have miniature Herefords, which are about the opposite. They're <laughs> that you can fit like five of them in between the horn span of, uh, of a Watusi. So uh, there'll be some different animals out there uh, in, in the barns, and you know we also um, we have the uh, the non-living competitions also for 4-H. You know they have the the leather goods, the presentations, the quilts, the jams, all, all those good activities uh, from counties across the state that uh, bring the projects to be to be uh, scored up against all the other youths from across the state. So uh, quite, a diff- quite a few different ways that the youth can participate. Um, and you know, I forgot to mention the dog show, and we also have a cat show, which I have yet to go watch that, but I need to because I'm curious how you show a cat. I haven't figured that one out yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, but yeah, no. Tons and tons of ways for the youth to participate. Uh, there's even rocketry uh, activities and robotics that the, the 4-H kids participate in. Oh, very good. I was going to ask you about the uh, the vendors, and are they coming back in droves now since we had the kind of the down year? Uh, so all of our food vendor spots are filled up. Uh, you know, the, the demand is there uh, to have food vendors. Uh, we are... Most of our um, people that sell wares and the different exhibits are coming back, but we are seeing a little bit of a harder sell there just because um, there's a couple issues. Uh, so an example I'll use is we have a vendor that normally has five spaces and has different products that they sell in those five different spaces. Mm-hmm. They're having trouble getting products in um, you know, just because of the supply chain issues that are out there. And they're also having trouble finding folks to staff those booths. So some folks that do like five booths are down to like three booths this year. Okay. Um, so there'll probably be similar offering of products. There just may not be um, as focused as they have been in past, you know, where there's like one booth that sells chamois and one that sells the, the toys. Uh, there may You may see some combination in some of those booths. But we are, the phone is ringing, and uh, every day as we get closer to fair, uh, we are getting more and more people interested in being at the fair. Uh, it, it The vendor piece is going to be the the harder piece for us this year and we're we're hoping uh we're hoping that that's something those folks recover because i think they they've taken covid uh financial downturns a little harder than some of the other folks we work with on the fairgrounds well we'll try and get the word out that we we want uh, as many vendors as possible at the state fair yeah well and we we do very well and i think we'll have the same amount of offerings of products there just may not be taking up as many square feet for those offerings just because of the lack of products and staffing Gotcha. Okay. And now, will the fair be hiring um, temporary workers to uh, uh, yes, during the please. fair? Yes, <laughs> please. We, we, uh, we are very much hiring, uh, and I'm sure everybody's aware that there's a labor shortage. We've actually increased our baseline uh, hiring rate to try and compete because uh, it is really hard to find uh, staff right now. So if people are looking for a job, uh, we do have on the Colorado State Fair website, we do have a jobs page. Uh, we are looking for, um, for folks to help us uh, make the fair happen. We need people to be part of the team to, to put forward the state fair. Oh, very good. Yeah, and, and I know uh, a lot of folks, you know, probably maybe got laid off during the past year and might be looking to supplement their income a little bit. So that's good to know. That's coloradostatefair.com and on the jobs page, right? Uh, yeah, and I'll say this, working at the state fair, is, is it's a pretty fun job. I mean, I've, I've done some entry-level jobs in my, you know, my early part of my career uh, working at fairs, and, you know, it, it's really enjoyable to be a part of uh, – uh, being a part of the team that puts forward such a large event because it, it's not a one-person show it's it takes everybody and we you know in a typical year we'll have 
somewhere between 700 and 900 people uh, making the fair happen. And uh, I always found it rewarding to be a part of part of that team. Oh, sure. That seems like it'd be a lot of fun. So, yeah, we're hiring. If you're bored, come on down. We, uh, we, <laughs> we got all kinds of opportunities. All right. Very good. And uh, food vendors, you said, are, are back as well. And uh, is there a, a particular food that you just have to have when the fair comes around? Uh, well, I mean, I personally love it all. <laughs> I, I get a golf cart at the fair because of my position, and I try not to use it because I really want to take in the fair, the fair fair. Sure. Uh, so by walking, I, I feel like uh, my waistline stays consistent throughout the 11 days of the fair. If I use the golf cart, I might get in trouble because there's just too many good options that uh, are not around normally. And even if they are, I'll tell you – you can get corn dogs in a lot of places, but they just aren't the same as the ones you get at the fair. That is very true. And you had an interesting off season as well. You and your wife had a second child. Yes, we uh, we've added to our family. Uh, I was told because our child was born in December of 2020, he's part of the the new micro generation called the Covennials, oh. which is to follow. I guess there's I don't know what came after the Millennials, but whatever's after them, then the Covennials or covennials are the next generation. So uh, I, I have a covennial. Very good. That's a new one. I've not heard of that. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, it definitely, uh, I would think 20 years from now, it's going to define uh, his birth window, I think. That's, that's true. And, you know, earlier we were talking about uh, about the rides. Now, my daughter, she's uh, 28, but she absolutely loves the rides are there rides that you kind of go, I don't think that one's for me. Are you just a ride junkie? I love rides. Um, I, I learned a few years ago as I got older that the Gravitron is not near as exciting as I remember. Ah. When I was a kid, it was a fantastic ride. As an adult, I learned it's a centrifuge that separates my organs inside my body. <laughs> so I stay away from that one now. <laughs> but uh, I do like the coasters and I like the the, the Sizzler, you know, the, the Orbiter type rides. Uh, there, there's a lot of great rides. And, you know, with having a young family, uh, we have a kiddie land that's um, the smaller rides that's separate from the big kid rides. Oh, sure. Uh, so I'll probably, I'll probably do that this year with my family. I'll probably stay in that area just to... Uh, so see the joy that my kid, uh, my kids get off the rides. I would say my three-year-old's probably going to enjoy it more than my seven-month-old. He's probably not going to know what's going on. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I really, I mean, just to see the experience um, that through the eyes of my three-year-old is going to be pretty cool this year. Oh yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah, my, I'm, I'm more old school. I'm not. Yeah, I don't like the ones that throw you around and upside down. But I, I do like the Ferris wheel. I know that's must. That's probably an old person ride but i do like that <laughs> the, the ferris wheel and the giant wheel there's no better way to see the fair right you get up there you get to see what's going on uh you get to even see behind the scenes which we try to hide really well but when you're 100 feet up in the air it's kind of hard to hide what's behind the ride <laughs> oh right definitely well scott is there anything else about the uh 2021 state fair that uh we didn't talk about that you'd like to bring up and mention uh, you know, there's for there's a lot of deals and discounts that we have for the fair because um, one of the things that's great about the state fair is, um, you know, it's a very affordable family option and um, there's many ways to do it. If you like smaller crowds, there's there's ways to do that. But if you're looking for that that big deal, uh, we have a deals and discounts page on our website. And I'll just say this: there's a lot of different ways to save money at the fair, and uh, everybody has different interests. So our deals and discounts are designed. Uh, for different different interests, we have two dollar ride day, we have unlimited ride day, 
We have a day where it's free for seniors to come out to the fair. Uh, we have a day where it's free for kids to come to the fair. So there's a lot of ways to save money, and I'd really steer people towards our website to kind of figure out the best plan of attack for the state fair. And, um, and I'll also say that it, you can't see the whole state fair in one day, so I'd, I'd make plans for multiple days if, if you could. Take that last week of August and the first week of September off, right? Exactly. Uh, that's, that's what I love to hear. And I will say the midweek specials that Monday through, uh, Thursday of the, of the fair, um, that, that's where the best deals are. So, uh, and you know, they're shorter days. So you might have to come on $2 Tuesday and do some stuff and come back on pay one price day to do some more stuff and, and so on. So, uh, oh, yeah. All right. And the first day of the fair is, uh, Friday, August 27th. Uh, correct. And, uh, it's always a very busy day. We have, uh, uh, Centennial Farm and Ranch celebration uh, during then. If uh, you're a business member in the community, uh, we have the legislative barbecue, which is a great chance to kind of come together with all the all the community uh, businesses and partners and leaders and uh, kind of have a big coming together. Um, we're, we're really hoping for a really big fair this year. And, uh, we hope to see everybody out there. All right. Very good. I've been talking with Scott Stoller, manager of the Colorado State Fair. Scott, best of luck with the 2021 fair. I know it's going to be great. And I know that uh, Colorado and other states are going to show up uh, big for the state fair and just have a great time. I know it's going to be a great event. Well, thank you, and I, I hope to see you out there, too. I will be out there. All right. Thanks very much for your time. I appreciate it and looking forward to the 2021 Colorado State Fair. Thanks again, Scott. I'm Dave Moore. That's Pueblo's podcast. Be proud, Pueblo. Pueblo.